The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. We're not going to make America great again. The Financial Guys was never that great. It's time to talk money. We have not reached greatness. It's the Financial Guys radio program. We will reach greatness. It's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. When every American is fully engaged. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Toll free, 1-800-616-WBEN. And cell calls are free at star 930. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Financial Guys Show. Russ Thompson, Carl Palladino, David DiPietro, sitting in for Mike and Glenn, who are taking a, a, a deserved break in the middle of the summertime like this. And if you follow uh, Glenn on Instagram, you know where he is, and I'm jealous. He's fly fishing out in Utah. I, 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 I saw, saw it as Instagram. I saw the pictures, yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah. He's a, I mean, it's like I am, I, I'm not a jealous guy, all right? But to see what he's doing fly fishing out in Provo River in Utah, it's like I want to be there. I want to be there. Yeah, be it nice. fishing or hanging with the governor. Gee, I don't know. What's the difference? <laughs> His sound bites at the beginning of the show. I wanted to just start off the show ripping right into Cuomo. I mean, Frank, you know what? Play that clip. This, this clip right here, this audio clip, is like from five or six years ago. And Cuomo's at it again. Go ahead, Frank. Their problem is not me and the Democrats. Their problem is themselves. Who are they? Are they these extreme conservatives who are right to life, a pro-assault weapon, anti-gay? Is that who they are? Because if that's who they are, and if they are the extreme conservatives, they have no place in the state of New York. Almost verbatim. That was a couple. That was two years ago. That's no. This right, that one right there is about five years ago. <coughs> oh, was it? The, yeah, that was, was a, another one. He, wasn't that on the audio? It was about five years ago, Frank. I had I had Frank pull up the YouTube, which I grabbed and put on my YouTube account as soon as it came out. It's like five years ago. The man should be medicated. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> agree. You know, here it is in the midst of everything that's going on in the country right now with Trump, and they're going after Trump. And I got Trump's original tweet that he sent out, and I, and I want to read it, but not right now. But in the midst of everything that's going on, everybody's going after Trump for basically telling people to go back where they came from, which in, in, in many ways I agree with. Cuomo here now is telling us to leave. If you disagree with him, get out, leave. Well, he just said it again. Yeah. Yeah. So is that the, did you read the new clip so the people who don't know that 
uh, Governor Cuomo just, again, called conservatives out and told them to get out of the state. Here it is. This is this is what he said. And if, you can read my Facebook page. I got all this stuff on my Facebook page. His quotes from Cuomo. They're searching to define their soul. That's what's going on in a mirror of what's going on in Washington, D.C. So we're looking for our souls. Did but you know that? Ta- but he's telling us to leave the state. Exactly. And here's the rest of it. Governor Cuomo has a message for conservative Republicans. You don't belong in New York. Cuomo said Friday that members of the GOP with extreme views, so if you disagree with him, we're extreme. Automatically, we're extreme. If you, if you, yeah, here, let me, let me start over again. Stop interrupting myself. Cuomo said on Friday that members of the GOP with extreme views are creating an identity crisis for their party and represent a bigger worry than Democrats such as himself. Their problem isn't me and the Democrats. Their problem is themselves. The governor said on his Albany's The Capitol Press Room radio show, he added that moderate Republicans, such as those in the state Senate, have a place in this state. Only because a lot of the moderate Republicans just happen to agree with Cuomo, which... I don't no, know. That, he, he, he lived with that woman, Sandra Lee, for many years, and uh, she finally threw him out. Oh, she and, did. And I would expect now she's going through therapy, trying to, to trying to understand the realities of life after after having been a prisoner with this guy for so. We got to go through therapy every day just to live in the <coughs> same damn I think state. I'd be taking ten showers a day trying to get that stench off me. Well, uh, Dave. I'd be, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Did I say that? I'm sorry. Yes, you did. You could have a rubber ducky bar. Yeah. So now he's now he's homeless. He's living back in Gracie Mansion or whatever they call it in Albany, and uh, he's uh, he's in the governor's mansion. He's in the governor's mansion. Oh, uh, living poor off, man, living off the taxpayer now. Okay, very clearly, and um, and having his own little uh, uh, jolly fund. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's um, funny. You know, look when Trump uh, said to those people, those women. Okay, look, if you don't like this country, leave, basically. And, and, that, and that's basically, <coughs> look, I love this country. Yeah. As a lot of us do. Now, if you don't like it, give us alternatives. But don't sit there and bash the president every single minute and then tell us how bad this country is day after day, that it's all the, the United States is the root of all evil for everything in the entire world. And then sit there and then have the governor say the exact same thing. Right. And then nobody call him out as a bigot and a racist. Okay, they said that about Trump, and now the governor comes out, and they're crickets from the whole left, crickets from the Democrats, nothing. How about the local Democrats in Erie County? Are you going to call out the governor and call him a racist and a bigot for making those comments about us? They won't. They should, but they won't. Here's Trump's exact tweet. This is what he said, and now you, you hear what's going on out there and how bad it's been twisted. All right, this is his tweet. This is from July 14th. So interesting to see progressive Democrat congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt, and inept anywhere in the world, if they even have a functioning government at all, now loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest, most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from where they came, then come back and show us how it's done. These places need your help badly. You, can leave, you can't leave fast enough, and I'm sure Nancy Pelosi 
would be very happy to quickly work out free travel. Think about that quote. What's wrong with that quote? Going back and helping the country that's, uh, that's totally corrupt and then coming back and telling us how you fixed it. Really, is that, is that, is that telling them to get out in a racist comment? That's not a racist comment. No, and if what you think about it. What the said was a racist comment. Exactly. Because he called out a group of people and told us to leave the state, and that's not the first time he's done it. Nope. And I'm offended, and I'm sick of it, and I'm sick of his attitude, and I'm sick of this governor. And it's time we take start get some people running and take 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 out some of these New York City liberals and the ones here in Buffalo and start putting them in their place and tell them exactly what has to happen over here. Because you know what? I think the people here are tired of hearing the president trashed every single day. If the guy cured cancer, they wouldn't give him the credit. They'd still bash him. If he no, they'd, down, come, they'd come back with Trump, Trump puts cancer industry out of business. Yeah. Bad for the economy, which just is what it just, would be. But if you think about, all right, now. I, went, I, I even told Bowerly, if, if you really go back in history and look at the times of Sam Adams, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, Ben Franklin. Okay, the last three were in Philadelphia. This is when they were deliberating over the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Thomas Jefferson looks at John Adams and says, I can't wait to get out of this wretched country and get back to my own. My own. And Adams looked at him. This is in John Adams' miniseries. It's fabulous. If you haven't seen it, you've got to see it. John Adams looks at him and he goes, what do you mean by that? He goes, my own country. Don't you want to be back in your own country? Meaning, Jefferson's from Virginia. Adams is from Massachusetts. They consider themselves their own country. Okay, well, let's look at AOC. All right? Cortez. She's from New York. New York City. Brooklyn, Queens. That area down there. What a disaster that is. And I don't even know who the other, the other two are. But this states, the one that wears the turban all you know, the time. What's her name? from uh, Minnesota, I think. What a disaster area her state is her, and, and her Toledo. district. Go back, before you come to Washington, D.C., and try to tell us how to run the country, why don't you go back and help fix it and then seriously come back and tell us how you did it and how good it's going. And then, and only then, do I think you actually have a right to start speaking up. Your thoughts? Am I wrong or am I a racist? Just just look at it this way, okay? Think about how lucky this woman was that the press latched onto her so quickly. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason why she's popular. I mean, she was an absolute nothing. She got elected because the other guy didn't campaign. And now she gets in office and the press has latched onto her. And they're making her, what in her mind, yeah. an American hero. Absolutely. Okay. But but what she doesn't understand is that there's probably less than 15% of the American population that believes in this crap that yeah. she's throwing around. I think her poll right. numbers are like 22 and dropping fast. The, the press is exaggerating her yeah. Okay, and, and, t- and letting American people think that she really is a voice. And that's that's the shame of it, you know. Yes, we have a, a First Amendment, and yes, we have we have all these rights, and anybody could say anything. But when they when they said to Trump, uh, you know, she has her First Amendment rights, he says, "Yeah, and so do I." You know, I mean, we all have a right to criticize and uh, and and speak out, but if it's mishandled by the press, yeah. if the press gives a platform to people with ideas that are way out on the edge or, or off off the reservation. Uh, uh, the American people sit back. I think the great majority of them, because we've watched Trump's standing uh, improve, 
I think the great majority of people are just turning it off. They're not but, listening to it. But, you know, and, and Unfortunately, but they, but they, we are conditioned to listen to this stuff. Right, know? but they keep her in the public eye. It's the media following <coughs> around, sticking a microphone and a camera in her face constantly. Yeah, and, that's, the, and that's it, all we've it done. It's diverted your attention from yeah. Hillary, Comey, Absolutely. all that stuff. Your that's attention right. has been yeah, diverted, okay? And, look at us and that's, why, that's, that's why they're doing it, okay? The, 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 the front page is not full of the... A perspective indictments of these people that 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 committed crimes, which has got it's, which is what needs to be there. They've distracted right. you, yeah. absolutely. Well, I know it's um, I'm a couple minutes late for the first break, but uh, once again, welcome to Financial Guys Show. Russ Thompson, David DiPietro, Carl Palladino, sitting in for Mike and Glenn. If you need to get a hold of Mike and Glenn, give them a call at their office six three three one five one five, and. Um, Ron Reinstein is supposed to be giving us a call, and he's not on the line yet, right? So, Ron, if you're out there, give a call in. We'll be right back after this break. Forget the extremists. It's simple. No one hunts with an assault rifle. No one needs 10 bullets to kill a deer. You're listening to The Financial Guys, Len Wiggle and Mike Lomas. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Toll free at 800-616-WBEN and cell calls are free at star 930. Frank, you're doing that on purpose. I know you are. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, you know, I mean, was wound he, up today. I'm wound up. I'm just wound up. Cuomo still, his voice still, I told this to Carl when he was running for governor. Cuomo's voice makes my teeth itch. How do you scratch your teeth? You know what I mean? Don't so it's me. constantly there. It's constantly there. And you're trying to scratch it. You can't get rid of them. You know? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I, there's so much I want to say, but I really can't say it. We're going to go to a call. Uh, seeing that we're speaking on Albany, it's uh, John calling about dividing New York. I agree, John. John, are you there? Yes, I am. How can I help How you? you? Go ahead. The microphone's yours. Um, I just wanted to speak on a proposal that you've introduced on uh, dividing New York into autonomous regions. You're talking about Dave DiPietro, right? Correct. Correct. Go ahead. Um, Basically, what it amounts to is that we had done a lot of research, and the idea of dividing New York is about 150 years old. Sometimes Upstate proposes it, sometimes New York City proposes it, occasionally Long Island proposes it. Um, but what stops it in its tracks is Congress isn't going to give the Northeast two more Senate seats a new state would require in the foreseeable future, at least. That's right. But that you know this bill doesn't do that. Correct. This bill just allows each of us to have our own autonomous region. New York City would have one. Long Island and the suburbs would have one. Right. And upstate would have one. And we'd each have our own regional governor. And the legislators would serve both as the regional legislators and as the state legislator. Right. Exactly. Which is, which is great, which is what we need. And it's, uh, we have to get rid of New York City. It's killing us. And in the, in the meantime, we, uh, I've got a number. John, I don't, you can't see him here, but I have the highlights, the top 20 bills that they passed, starting with uh, full-term abortion. And then, and then, as you know, this year they passed almost 900, uh, where usually we do 80, 120 uh, this year because they controlled every branch of government. 
uh, and the governor said he's going to let them all go, meaning they're all going to be law, all 900. Um, this is where I think by 2021, in two years, um, predicting a mass outflux of people. Right now it's about 150,000 a year. I'm predicting about 400 in one year, 400,000 people leaving the state when all these proposals hit. And remember, it's not changing next year. We have the same structure, the same amount of people, the same weighted vote with New York City and the Democrats controlling every facet of government. So next year, it's going to be the same as this year. So we're, 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 we're uh, John, we're, John, we're going to elaborate to a, on this. Thanks for the call. I don't mean to be argumentative about, about that, but as businesses and people leave, because they can't stand the way that a state is headed, that means there's less people to vote for a divided government. Right. And it's it's a vicious cycle. I think I think where we are right now is we've lost the overall war. And I I tell young people, get out. Yeah. Get out of here. Just there's no there's no future here for you in this state as it's presently constituted. And the people don't care. The people vote blindly. Yeah. There's only 10% that are reading and keeping up on these current affairs and keeping up on the nonsense that went on in Albany. I've talked to, I've talked to friends. They, they, they're clueless about this last agenda that went through the, uh, the, the, the Senate and the uh, Assembly. You know, it's right something that, that. We've, that we've, been trying to, we've been trying to do for years is to wake people up. I mean, I've been, I've been, me and Lenny Roberto and, 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 and Joel and Jim Ostrowski, we, 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 we started that. Primary Challenge in, in 2006. We, we tried that, Russ. You know? We should do a I know. show maybe and, and tell people about all the advantages of moving to Tennessee and, and Texas and really just uh, really stick it to stick it. You to know what we could do? Sense, you know? We should and, plan on doing that. What yeah. we could do is we get all of our friends that have moved. Yeah. All right, down to Tennessee, down to North Carolina, down to South Carolina, down to Florida, down to Texas, where all of our friends are headed. They're all they're leaving. Yeah. Good friends oh, too. Know, I know, just like you. We, we all know. We could pack it wall to wall just with people calling up that have left New York. Just our friends. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a bad idea. We we could do that. I wonder how it would go over and maybe invite people to go to other areas. I w- you know, we all have kids. Yeah, but then you're giving up on, on, on you're giving up. The I agree. Fight here. And I'm it's not going to give up the fight. I don't want it. I don't want to give up. This has this. The reason this has split the state has has legs. It's got a Senate sponsor, which they said I'd never get, and it's got my minority leader on top of it, which they said would never happen. Which means we'll get a lot of co-sponsors. But the fact is, New York City for the first time is in trouble. There's yeah. no money. We've the 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 public's credit card is maxed out after next year. I think we got about 1.2 billion. What's the actual borrow. debt in New York? 66 billion. 66 so we have to billion. Start paying that down. We can't by law can't borrow any more money. Now you got the MTA in New York City. They say is 60 billion dollars. It's not. It's about 150 billion. It's it's gonna it's it's totally upside down. There's no money. And de Blasio and what Cuomo's been doing, they've, they've raised the taxes to the point in New York City where Brooklyn and the Bronx for the first time. We've all been leaving Western New York and New York State Controls, for years yeah. because of the taxes. In New York City, they deliberately default and, don't, and, and, and write the bills, the tax structure, so that they don't get taxed when we do. But now, with what Jeez. they've done in New York City the last few years, the Bronx and Brooklyn, the middle, the middle income earners like yeah. we are, they're leaving in droves now too in the city because they can't afford the taxes. And so didn't Cuomo just come the out? Same thing we are, and they're getting ticked. So that's that's our hope is that they they have enough, and that this bill now this bill it makes sense for them. 
And that's, where we'll and that's what we got to do. But didn't Cuomo just come out with a statement like a week or two weeks ago saying all of our property taxes are going to have to go up? Yeah. Oh, with what yeah. they passed this year, they passed a $2 billion tax hike. But that really is about $5 billion with what all, when all these bills hit. It's crazy what they did. And people, people just go along. They don't understand it. The press doesn't print everything that happens. And now we're stuck. We're stuck with it. And again, next year, it's the, what we've got here, you're going to see it again. Uh, it's 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 not gonna it's not getting better. It's only gonna get worse. You know, if you look at if you look at the list that, that Dave just gave Carl and I, I mean, when you're talking about 900 bills that passed, and Cuomo was gonna let them all go through, so he's gonna sign them all on. That's your Democrat agenda. That's the agenda that is gonna kill this state, which is now not even Democrat. It's leftists. It's but the problem a, is, you gotta leave your party. <clears throat> just the beginning. Yeah, the governor. Yeah. The governor told us it's going to get wor- worse now that they've got their their uh, <clears throat> their hands out there. They they they've done this much, and now they know they can they can push as far as they want. You remember five years nobody's ago, paying attention. Yeah, five years ago, you you, you played that clip. Yeah, and then la- two years ago, the governor came out and called out conservatives and right to life <laughs> and and pro life right. people, and he did it again. This is a game plan. People don't understand. They are deliberately putting these laws into effect to get rid of us. This isn't by happenstance. They're coming after us, and people better wake up to realize that they're coming after your job, your kids, your life, and they want you out of New York State. So you better wake up and realize that they want you out. The governor has given us the game plan. He keeps talking about the game plan to get rid of us, and they're enacting it. And we sit here and don't realize it. So you got we've got to wake up and start going after it. So Florida, get ready, because more and more people are going to start heading to Florida. I'm sure of it. Um, we can only do what we can do. But we got to take a, a quick break, and we'll be right back, folks. You introduced the Assault Weapons Ban and Law Enforcement Protection Act of 2007. It would regulate semi-automatic assault weapons, including weapons that have pistol grips, a forward grip, and something called a barrel shroud. Weapons with a barrel shroud would be regulated. What's a barrel shroud, and why should we regulate it? I actually don't know what a barrel oh, shroud. Okay, because it's in your it's a legislation. Shoulder thing that goes up. No, it's not. You're listening to the Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll-free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. Great bump music. Frank, behind the counter, behind the glass, I should say. Foghead. That's a, it's a great old song. But welcome back, folks. Russ Thompson, David DiPietro, Carl Palladino, sitting in for the financial guys. If you need them, I know they're listening. I know Mike's listening. He texted me. And they take the day they take the day off from doing the radio show, and they listen. It's just so funny. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> if you need the financial guys, if you think like them, give them a call at their office, 633-1515. Uh, right now, we're also being simulcast for the first hour on WFTL in Florida. So, hello, Florida. Uh, you don't know me, but you're, you're, in, you're enjoying a lot of our friends that are moving down there. That's, 
That's why Mike and Glenn got a satellite office down there, because there's so many people that are leaving New York. Uh, to get a hold of us by text, 30930. Call in, 803-0930. We'll be here for another hour and a half, an hour, yeah, about an hour and a half. Yeah. So Dave DiPietro, Carl Palladino, where you guys want to go next? Is uh, You want to move moving out of New York comment? No, is that gentleman the uh, one that was going to call in? No, not yet. Oh, not yet. Okay. I don't see him up All on the right. board. But we got Kevin and Pendleton talking about moving out of New York comment. I think I know who this Kevin is. Yep. <laughs> you snoring, Kevin? No, you won't, because I was listening live when you were asleep and you were snoring, and David Bellavia had to wake you up. It was it was it's a moment in radio history. I don't even know if we got a recording of it, but we should play that. It should be a, a, a Kevin from Pendleton soundbite. <laughs> It's got to take a Medal of Honor recipient to be able to wake up Kevin from Pendleton, right? Yeah, need, oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't pat yourself on the back too hard, all right? <laughs> all right, man. Hey, look, uh, so, um, Carl, man, um, I, I, I love you, man, but I have to disagree with you. You can't, and you and, and, um, and, and Russ, don't tell the young people to leave. You know why? Tell them to stay and fight. With us. We've been telling them that for for years, for decades, and uh, and unfortunately, uh, it hasn't worked. It's it's uh, it's too far gone. Our attachment to New York City is a disgrace. I remember I remember sitting with Trump after the election, and he asked me, he said, "Carl, how did I do in Manhattan?" And I said, "Oh, you don't want to know." And he said, "No, please tell me." I said, "You got nine percent of the vote." Yeah. And he, I mean, he made a face. He said, oh, my God. Right. Uh, but that's the reality, okay? Yeah. Getting away from that, you know, is a futile effort. It's just not going to happen. I, 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 I see less people tuned in to, to the, all this press because the, the lefties have way overdone it. You know, they've, they've, uh, they've just slaughtered uh, any logic out there. You watch. I, I actually turned on MSNBC for uh, a, a bit the other day, and uh, I, I, I had to turn it off. I couldn't watch. I couldn't watch ten minutes of it. No, it oh, I terrible. can't. You know what we yeah. watch on TV? Netflix. That's it. I yeah. can't handle any more of the news. It, it's depressing, Kevin. It's depressing. It's bad enough. Where you can go to your Facebook page and you can, you know, just read all the depressing news you want. Why do I want people on MSNBC oh, and that to tell us what's going on? Well, it's open, even more depressing. Open the Buffalo News. Yeah. You've, you've got four articles from the New York Times reprinted. You've got three articles from the Washington Post reprinted. And aside from that, you'd never know that they were, that they were speaking to the people of western New York who are a somewhat of a moderate uh, constituency uh, because they, they're, they're clueless. All they do is print lefty stuff. Very left, okay? They they can't get enough criticism of Trump. That's our newspaper. I just want to say what I, what I, what I she wanted to say here, because at least we, we, we're looking at an option here. Dave is on an option with his movement and with the other movement um, involving the movement by New York State. <clears throat> and you know what? With our our guy out here, Langwiri, now being Erie County GOP, I, I don't think, I don't have much confidence that he may change anything. You know why, Carl? Because he's telling folks to don't associate with the, the Divide New York movement, like what Dave is doing and what I am involved in. And 
it just tells me that this base. He shouldn't be doing that. He should be more. He should be up at thirty thousand feet talking about exactly uh, an agenda, a new identity for the Republican Party. And the Republican Party in New York is lost until it goes out and gets the working man out of the Democratic Party. There you go. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah. So you know what? Uh, you know that silk stocking uh, uh, Ed Cox image. Uh, oh, we got to get into has that. To, has to go. Okay, people have to come to a respect that uh, you know. Fine, you know your dad told you be a Democrat forever. Okay, and it was meaningful when he told you that. It's not. A, it's not meaningful today. The, the 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 Democratic Party's been hijacked by the by the lefties, and and there's very little you're going to be able to do about it. They don't know what to do about it on a national level. You got 23 candidates, not one of whom is competent. I mean, it's a, it's, it's actually laughing, and and they're having oh, these for the debates. Democrats. Yeah, you know, to to have these debates amongst idiots. Yeah. Okay, they they can't, they 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 don't even identify. Okay, with something that we can grab onto. They're way out there. So I, you know, yes, Trump's going to win. Uh, thank God, mm-hmm. and we'll continue to have some logic on a national level. New York is too far gone. You know, move, get your family out of here, man. Give your future generations a, an opportunity to 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 live and to enjoy their work and enjoy enjoy, enjoy their lives. Uh, but th- it's not going to happen here. All, they're giving too much of their of their hard earned dollars to pay to all the taxes and the fees and everything else to live in this state, all to support New York. All right, Kevin. We're going to elaborate on that on that some more. So thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Now you now you can go take a nap. We'll see you later. <laughs> see you, Kevin. All right, we got uh, Phil from the Financial Guys calling up. I think I I didn't read my notes correctly. Phil, you there? I'm here, guys. How are you? Now I'm doing Good, all right. Man. What's going on? How are you? Yeah, I was just talking to Mike yesterday. He told me to call in and uh, sure. Just go over a little bit of the stuff that we're doing on the uh, insurance side. So we Absolutely. To call in, but I, you guys are doing great. I love listening to you guys. So, Well, thanks. Appreciate thanks. it. From, from Mike and Glenn. So I listen to you guys really. It's awesome. We have fun. You know, they, they um, I get a text from the office every once in a while. Russ, are you available? I'm always available. All right? <laughs> it's 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 Dave and Carl that, that have got the tighter schedule. But I'll come in anytime. I, it doesn't matter. I have I have fun doing this. It's kind of a release for me. But I dig, I digress. Phil, what's going on? No, so we we um we Mike was talking to Mike yesterday. He wanted me to call in. We're just uh, so I'm on the financial with the financial guys, but we're doing a little bit on the insurance side, and uh, we just wanted to fill everybody in and kind of going over what we're doing. Okay. Give a little give a little plug with the insurance side. So we got. Our, uh, our Medicare side up and going, and uh, he just wanted me to fill everybody in and kind of see, uh, you know, show everybody that we're really working diligently in the office getting this this division up and running. We got our Facebook page up and running. We got our uh, website up and running. So we're ready for the for the people that are coming on to Medicare that uh, open enrollment's coming up in the next couple weeks or months. So we're right in the nick of time. So. And I would, I would recommend to anybody that gets that uh, – <laughs> Those emails about updating or, you know, this, and there's so many scams out there. You know, you got, you got Medicare. Get a hold of us. No, I'd say call the financial guy's office what, what, and talk What to is them. that, getting up to Medicare? What does that mean? Define that, Mike. Well, you know, it's, Phil. it's funny because oh, Bill. Sorry. Um, people that have been on Medicare for one year, 10 years, 20 years, it's complacency. I mean, they, they you know, it's easy because... Mm do anything or don't you don't think you need to make a change 
the process really doesn't make you look into it. So it just re-enrolls you into the same plan, and you don't know if it's right, wrong, or indifferent. And we took a totally different approach to uh, the Medicare side. We, we followed the, the, insur- you know, the financial guys, and we're independent. And I know that people don't really think that's a big deal, but it really is. Yeah. And what we're doing, and when you come into our office, you're going to be wowed, not only with what they got going on there, not only because of what we got situated inside of the office, just from an aesthetic standpoint, but customer service. That's the first thing that you're going to see with us. But the next thing is you're going to get an unbiased opinion. And we sat with somebody yesterday, and I'll be honest, if you're not, if we don't have the plan for you, meaning we literally can't sell you the plan, and the plan that you are supposed to be on is the right plan for you, we're going to tell you that even though we can't get paid on it because it's the right thing to do for the client. At, at what age, okay, should people be concerned about getting on to Medic- Medicare? Well, that's a good question. So we created a turning 65 checklist. Um, it starts about nine months before you start turning 65. I'm- okay, so, so it starts then, and people should be checking in with outfits like you. Okay, to uh, at uh, nine months before age sixty-five, in order to set up a, a Medicare program for themselves, which is going to save them a lot of money, right? Sure, absolutely, and it's a <clears throat> it's a it's a seamless process. Um, it's a free process for them. They never nothing ever comes out of their pocket. Um, the carriers that we represent are the way that we get paid. Mm. Um, so I mean, and we represent every carrier in our area, all through Rochester, Syracuse, and Buffalo. Uh, we're really trying to go down the I-90 and really trying to take over this market. So we really feel that what we have here is different than any other agency around, and we're we're going to demonstrate that the next couple of weeks and months and, and, and years. So I'm glad you said that because I didn't realize that. You know, people people think this is the financial guy's show, and you're talking about, you know, getting on to Medicare. And I, did, I didn't realize that, and probably a lot of people probably thought the way I thought. Well, if I'm going to get a hold of you and you're going to give me advice on Medicare, it's going to cost me money. But what you just said, it doesn't cost the people money that are coming there. It's the carriers that end up paying you. Correct. We, that is, you know what, and then it's the biggest misconception. They yeah. Feel, well, I'm going to go on the Internet and I'm going to buy my Medicare plan off of whatever XYZ carrier. And I'll tell you, it just, the knowledge that we have in this organization Mm-hmm. And to be able to utilize that knowledge for free, and no matter what, whether you buy a a plan that costs no money or whether you have a plan that costs $400 a month, we get paid from the carriers. It's it's a regulated system by the government, so you can't get taken advantage. But it's free. Even if you don't do business with us, the knowledge that we're going to give you, it's free. We we just want to educate people. We are 100% dedicated to doing the right thing for the client and to give the education because there is such a lack of knowledge and everybody is just concerned with one thing now is getting paid and they don't care if it's the right plan or the wrong plan. And that's not, we're going to, that's not what we're about. We don't care. That's not what we're going to do. All right. Thanks, Phil. I appreciate that. You you educated me and I've been listening to Mike and Glenn for 20, well, they've been on the year 21 years, I think. Awesome. Hey, listen, anything I can do. I love it guys. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, Phil. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, that's I didn't see I didn't realize that. 
When you, I have met other financial guys, new office. They they just they moved into it's a incredible. new office. You you been there? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. The other day. Matter of fact, I'm supposed to plug. Um, <laughs> they do their podcast. They do it right from the office. Right from the office. And yeah. matter of fact, it's got Dave was on uh, this the podcast with this uh, with the financial guys this this past week. Yeah. I caught I caught part of it, which is on on YouTube. It's a YouTube so you yeah. can it's a YouTube and it's on a regular podcast, right? And uh, you can find it on the, what the financialguys.com. dot com. And uh, I, I was, we we got to start doing a podcast. We got to figure out how to do it, when to do it. I'll tell you, you you sent me that thing, and I've been doing I've been thinking about doing a podcast for a lot of years. And when you text me, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. So the three of us doing a podcast, we got to figure out where to do it. You think we can kick the financial guys out and do it there? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think that I think they'd let us use it. You think? Um, well, we'll have to talk to them. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Now we've got we've come up on another break, so we're going to take a quick break, and we come right back. We'll be we'll be loaded for bear. Be right back. It's a write-off for them. How is it a write-off? They just write it off. <laughs> write it off what? Jerry, all these big companies they write off everything. You don't even know what a write-off is. <laughs> do you? No, I don't. <laughs> but they do, and they're the ones writing it off. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Toll free at 800-616-WBEN. And cell calls are free at star 930. More hat. Welcome back, folks. Financial Guy Show. Russ Thompson, Carl Palladino, David DiPietro. Sitting in for the financial guys. If you need them, give them a call. 633-1515. Yeah, we should, that, that fog hat. I've been listening to them I'm since I was it, a kid. I had the 8-track, and I used to oh, yeah. put it in my brother's van when I was in high school. He had a fixed-up <laughs> van and drive around just cranking up fog hat out of six speakers. Eight, oh, yeah. We had a, that was we had a 1950. Album. A friend of mine had a 1959 Dodge panel delivery. All right. No windows in it. All you had was the, the front windows, the three front windows. Not even any back windows. He took that thing when he got it and took it all apart, covered it, wall, ceiling, everything with carpet, okay? Completely covered with carpet. Had huge speakers throughout the whole thing. That was our party vehicle. Yeah. We drove around and with eight-track tapes, and we listened to everything. Foghat, Deep Purple, The Who, yep. you name it. We didn't listen to any Rush. In the, in the summertime, I'd have my <laughs> shorts on with my boxers hanging about six inches below my, you know, below the, the shorts. I'd have my my clogs on <laughs> and my headband driving around, and, and the girls would see me, and they would clogs? run away. Clogs? <laughs> yeah, clogs. Oh, my God. Uh, they would run away. Dave, you got something you want to plug? Yeah, yeah, just uh, for everybody out there. I'm doing a, an Albany update forum next Saturday. Oh, yeah. At 10 in the morning till noon, approximately. And that's going to be at the Strikersville Fire Hall out in Strikersville. It's right off of Route 78. Uh, and it's, I'm going to be with Mickey Kearns, our county uh, clerk, and also Sheriff Tim Howard, the three of us. And it's going to cover. What a trio. The, the sheriff is going to cover uh, everything that you want to ask him. It's open for him. So we're going to ask him. And then Mickey's going to talk about the driver's license for illegal aliens. I am going to have every. Thing that I can print up uh, from uh, driver's license for illegal aliens, all the all the bills, the uh, 
unionization of farm workers, uh, the vaccination. Of I still the, can't the believe he signed that. The, the full term abortion and the gun law changes. So all, all, anything we, can, we, we have, we're going to put it all out there. And it's just going to be open uh, at the fire hall. And we're just going to talk about what's going on in Albany, what happened this year, what's happening in Erie County, in Wyoming County, what's going on in the state. And uh, it's your chance to just uh, to sit there and ask some questions. I know people have a lot of questions. And as far as so I'm much. concerned, you can't get three more honest guys that are serving and serving in, in office right now, you and Mickey Kearns. And Mickey's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. He really is. I mean, standing strong against Cuomo. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to give the guy credit. And Mickey's, Mickey's, he's been a good friend of mine for a long time, he's but I, I couldn't feel, yeah. yeah, I couldn't mm -hmm. feel more proud of yeah. him right than I, than yeah. I do right now. Tim oh. Howard, we've been friends <clears> since he first ran for, uh, for sheriff, and he's another good friend, and I, I, I got some got some great friends in about, that are serving. Brian Higgins joining the lefties, okay? Yeah, you believe that? And voting, voting oh. to impeach Trump. He was three hundred ninety-six yeah. people. That, what was it? Three hundred and twenty-three to ninety-five. It was yeah. defeated, yeah. and Brian Higgins and yeah. a handful of other yeah. Democrats voted to impeach Trump. I mean, he is way out to the left. He has no business being a representative of this area. No, you know, and and we can. We can touch a little bit on, on yeah, tomorrow. We, we keep electing people for, what, the good looks? It's, uh, uh, I mean, it's certainly not for the meat and potatoes no. that they're, oh. they're bringing home. Yeah. No, and now I'm hearing that Tim Kennedy wants to run for mayor of the city of Buffalo. Isn't that a wonderful <coughs> yeah. yeah, I just saw you cringe. Yeah, I'm cringing. As soon as I heard yeah. it, I started to cringe. You know, and, but, but the idea of Brian Higgins going back to Congress again, I mean, what has he accomplished? He accomplished anything? Yeah. You know, he grandstands yeah. his hair flying all over the place, and his his biggest boast is about the Buffalo waterfront, which would have happened without Brian Higgins anyway. So he's got to pin his ponytail on something, you know. Would have happened twenty years earlier. Yeah, I know that's very true too. But you know, with the economic climate that we got in New York, I mean, it's just like yeah. the only the only time anything really happens in New York if it's being done by like elegant development biggest developer around as far as i'm concerned they're doing more for the city of buffalo than than anybody and then you got most of the most of the bigger projects are all government funded so how much private invest in investing is actually going on in this yeah. area yeah. that's what's scary about well, it somebody like carl is going to be under the gun now because when you do any kind of now it used to be prevailing wage was a government job yeah now yeah, it's yeah. a private job that's now any job every job is going to be that infuriates wage. me that was that's the horrible buffalo that, news that is finally drive up every there's going to be no development here no nothing they finally printed an article the news asking why government construction jobs should be penalized to the tune why the taxpayers should be penalized to the tune of 25 to 35% higher costs to build using prevailing wages. And by the way, unions, uh, union uh, trade unions in this area uh, only comprise at best somewhere around 10% of the work. The rest of it is all non-union. And when they print union wages and don't, uh, uh, in comparison to non-union wages, that is so unfair because the union wage has a benefit package attached to it. Right. Okay, which, which makes it almost triple what the what the wage uh, is for a non-union employee. It's disgusting stuff. Yeah. You know what I want to do real quick? Rambo <laughs> Jim, he's been on hold for 20 minutes. And uh, Rambo Jim, I know you called in after I was on with Bowley the other day. Talking about 
about uh, McMurray, which in a way what you're doing is a good thing, but I'm just concerned that we got to make sure our our disciples understand what you know. I almost I almost called back into Bowerly just to just to answer what you were saying. All right, two years ago we had a pro America rally in downtown Buffalo. All right, it was just that's all it was, the pro America rally. We had Antifa, we had Black Lives Matter. They came to protest. All right. We outnumbered them two to one. There was no violence. And, and I'll tell you, and I'll say it again. I said it on TV and I said it on Obarley. We've been putting together protests and rallies in, in West New York since 2006. Never, not once, have we had anybody get arrested. Never, not once, has there been any kind of a confrontation where anybody get into any kind of fist, fisticuffs whatsoever. We won't tolerate it. Now, I'll go with your point. That if there's buses, people get bussed in. I have no control over that. But my suggestion to people is, if anybody gets confronted by any of them, you turn your back and you get a hold of the, the police that are going to be there. And we'll go we'll into more about this rally after the 2 o'clock hour because hey, guys, people in Florida don't care. But go ahead, Jim. we got to get in touch with. I'm not, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. Last night was biker night here at Canal Fest. And I'm telling you, I've been watching... I am observing. Nobody comes near them. No. I'm talking about the Harley Davidsons motorcycles with the American flags on them. These guys are not afraid to show their patriotism to their country. That's why they put those American flags on their motorcycles, and they're waiting for somebody to make a negative comment, start trouble with them. Well, it's bikers for Trump. Even even Trump even came out uh, the other day. And said that uh, how come you don't see Antifa in any of the uh, bikers for Trump rallies? They oh. won't. They won't go near him. I know that. Yeah. Last night I said to one, you know, I was cruising the neighborhood, and I said to one of the bikers, "Hey, where's the Antifa?" And he laughed and he said, "He said they know better." Well, if you see them, have them have them drive drive through tomorrow. Uh, I welcome everybody. Uh, you notice these Antifa guys? These so big and bad with their ninja uniforms and their black masks. Um, <laughs> the bikers show up. Where's Antifa? Well, the whole thing is too is that we go there. We will go to events with with no masks on whatsoever. Everybody knows who we are. If you can't go to some place and even have a counter protest and have and, and and if you have your face covered up, you're a coward. You're a coward. If you're going to go to some place. Plain and simple. Yeah. Just take the damn mask you're off your coward. face and be who you are. What are you afraid of? Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I'm not looking for trouble because I was glad they didn't show up last night because I don't want to have fights. But, um, the, We're too old to fight, Jim. Uh, you are right about that. I, I know. Younger guys now as my bodyguards. Yeah. Um, I, the, but when you notice, they're tough when the police have been ordered to stand down, and they know the police have been ordered to stand down. Then they throw their weight around. But let me tell you something. Let them go nose to nose with the bikers, and I'll tell you what. I'll bet the family farm on the bikers is out of the week and twice on Sunday. I'm not going to disagree with you, Jim. Even if we can't win, we ain't going to lose. Jim, always good talking to you. Yep. All right, get a hold of them. Have them come driving by. See you later. Yep. We're going to elaborate more on that rally um, after after the two o'clock hour. But somebody did text in and said, um, "With the date for the striker bill, that's next Saturday, well, July twenty seventh. Next it's Saturday morning, 10, 10 a.m. Right? 10 a.m. Yeah, ten a.m. So to answer the the Texas question, I hope you got that. 
So it's one fifty nine. We're coming up on the top of the hour. I want to thank WFTL in Florida for listening in. Um, maybe we'll get a chance to meet all y'all someday. But um, thanks, thanks for holding on. Russ Thompson, Dave DiPietro, Kyle Palladino, filling in for financial guys. Be right back. The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. The financial guys... It's time to talk money. It's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Toll free, 1-800-616-WBEN. And cell calls are free at star 930. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Good afternoon and welcome back. Russ Thompson, David Pietro. Carl Palladino, sitting in for Mike and Glenn, the financial guys. If you need to get a hold of the financial guys, if you think like them, give them a call at their office, 633-1515. Before we get into it too much, I want to get into something about Lynn Dixon and Poland cars. Um, She's going to beat him. I think she's going to beat him, too. I'm all for Lynn. I think Poland Cars has really shown himself as he's, being he's, a pompous he's run ass. He's running shelf life. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. He has no vision. He's at best a caretaker. Did you see his confrontation with uh, Dave McKinley? Yes. If you, yeah. I mean, un, unbelievable. I mean, yeah, you try to ask Poland Cars a simple question, he gets defensive and, and basically starts insulting yeah. you back. Yeah. You know, and I remember when you were running for governor, I was down at the uh, down at the. The Ellicott Square building, I'm standing in line, and this is when they were running statewide commercials, and me and Caputo and, and, and Hags were, were the bad guys. We were the bad guys. I was, the, I was Carl Palladino's drunk driver, all right? <laughs> and I was, well, that's what, they, that's what they ran, you know, Carl's three criminals that are running his campaign. <laughs> statewide frickin' commercials. But anyway, I'm, I'm standing in there getting ready to get a roast beef sandwich, and he's standing behind me in line. And he tapped me on the shoulder. He goes, hey, Russ. I said, hey, Mark, how are you doing? This is when he was controller at the time. And uh, he goes, you know, I, it's really wrong for them to do what they're doing to you, on, you know, in the campaign. He goes, mm-hmm. you know, they shouldn't be doing that. I said, well, why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you tell Cuomo to stop coming after me like that? 
I said, if you really feel that way, then you ought to, you know, voice your opinion and let them know that I'm, I'm actually, I'm not who they're, who they're trying to portray. He goes, oh, I can't do that. Well, of course not. Of course you can't do that. You're going against your own party, right? That's the problem that we got. Is everybody does nobody wants have. to go against their own party. That's right, but the time to hell has with come. the parties. The time has come for heroes, Russ. Yeah. This country's at a tipping point and people better yeah. stand up and it's time for heroes. People that run for office, people that, that are activists in the community. It's time that we need heroes. I we think we gotta enact this our, our primary challenge thing again. You know, because we're overwhelmingly represented by Democrats. Overwhelmingly, you know, so Change it if you're a Republican, if you're a conservative, you think like us, all right? Switch parties. Switch parties and take some of these people out in the primary. You know, if, if I think if somebody, whoever wants to run against Brian Higgins, switch to Democrat. They may vote for you just because there's a D in front of your name because they're not going to vote for, vote for you with an R and a C in front of your name, a Republican and conservative. Oh, my. Now, racist, bigot, homophobe, I don't want you in office. I'm sick of that. I am... Well, that's why I'm we, not a racist. I'm not a bigot. I'm not a homophobe. I'm not anything that these people try to portray us to be. But yet, that's how they that's how they painted us, you know. Except for the people that know us, they know we're not anywhere like that. It's all negative that. politics, Russ. That's it's how, all they got. That's all they have. Racist. They Everything have. is racist now. Everything is racist card today, and that's why I tell Democrats whenever I'm out because I've got a lot of friends who are Democrats. Yeah, same here. And I say, I say, look, here's the problem. If you're a Democrat, but you, you I said, oh, I don't vote for those people. I said, it doesn't matter. Right now, AOC, mm-hmm. Omar Elan, Elan Omar, T- Rashida Tlaib, whoever, all those people, you agree with them 100%. And people go, no, I don't. I, I can't stand those people. I, they don't represent me. Yes, they do. Because yeah. as long as you are registered as a Democrat, it's power in numbers. And the Democrat Party, that's what those. That's the platform that they have. Full-term abortion, unionization of farm workers, all this stuff. This is what they stand for. And so you stand for it because you're a registered Democrat. I tell people just... Go change your affiliation. Yeah, I okay. Agree. Does, that doesn't have to be Republican. Go to Independent. Go to go to Green. Doesn't matter. But get off the get D off line the D line if you don't agree with them. Hey, if you agree with everything that they say and that's your party, God, I, that that's why I like to debate. I like to debate the ideologues in that party. That's fun. But it's I, I get so frustrated when I run into people who are registered Democrats and they don't agree with anything that the Democrat Party stands for, yet they still remain registered as yeah. a Democrat. It's frustrating. It's, it's frustrating. very frustrating. You know, I, I was I was running for this is going back years ago, days of primary challenge. I was running for Erie County Legislature, and a friend of mine, a, a black couple, right? Yeah, I'll vote for you, Russ. I'll vote for you, Russ. As soon as they saw that I was a Republican. He says, I can't vote for you. You're a Republican. I said, so what? He goes, well, they're racist. I said, Steve, you've known me for how many years? Our kids grew up together, okay? Well, I know you're not a racist, but the Republicans are racist. I said, you are. You couldn't be more wrong. Mm-hmm. He could not vote for me on the Republican line because he automatically thought that any Republican was a racist. It's like, I can't believe you that those words even came out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've known, we still know him. We haven't seen him in a while because perception. all of our kids are up and grown and they've moved away. I'd love to, I'd love to run into Steve again. We're friends on Facebook. But that statement just, it, it was like a punch in the stomach, you know? Here it is, one of my, one of my better friends. And just because I was a Republican, I was automatically a racist in his eyes. That's like, it's really sad. And how do we correct it? How do we correct it? You know, 
when we're constantly being bombarded by the media, by the leftists that are out there, you know, all you can do is stand up and be who you are, which is what we've been doing for years. I've been standing you know? up on uh, the, let's just go with the full-term abortion. Oh, I was called out by no less than six Democrats on the floor after I gave my speech, and I was a racist because I was against full-term abortion. Automatically, Automatically a racist. Automatically a racist because I'm against full-term abortion. That made me almost cry when uh, I, I saw did. that they stood up and applauded. Well, they were mocking God, and that was not very good of them. God will not be mocked. God will not be mocked. God will not be mocked. I don't know. Where do you want to go? We got a couple of calls. We got uh, Greg. Drain the swamp of New York. I couldn't agree with you more, Greg. How you doing? Greg. Greg, you snoring? Mm. We should have that sound effect. Hey, Greg, are you there? Three. Two. two one. Goodbye, Greg. I don't know what that was all about. All right, but there is, an, there is somebody on the line that I know is going to come on. His name is Dean Kroll. Dean, I, was, I heard you on with... Um, uh, hammer time this morning, and I found out you're giving away a brand new 2018 Ford Mustang. Go That's for it. Correct. What's that? I said that is correct. Tell us more. We are giving away a we're, we're raffling right a Ford Jeep. You could you could give it to me. I'd take it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um. And the proceeds that are going to this are to the restoration of the historic. Statler Broadway Theater at 512 Broadway. Right. We are excited about the project. Um, what differentiates us from other theater restoration projects is our business plan. Mm-hmm. And this is not just a brick-and-mortar initiative. This is all about giving something back to the community. The theater is going to be not only performing arts, but also a educational facility that uh, started through an initiative by the name of Michael Quinney and a couple other TV engineers that says, you know what, there's a need in Buffalo to help the kids. Mm -hmm. And part of that was figuring out what happens within the media professions. Right. And they were so darn successful with that program over at Channel 7 WKBW that Bill Ransom, who then was the station manager, said, guys, you got to go find some your own space. Right. Um, to which they did that in 19, I'm sorry, in 2008, they, they bought the Statler. And it has just taken us this long in order to get to the point where we're just about ready to start the, you know, Spiffing the place up with um, pre-construction stuff. Excellent. So this is part of your fundraiser is giving away this brand new 2018 Ford Mustang. I, are you are you still at that place that you were this morning when you called in a Dominic show? No, we finished up over there. Okay, where can people buy tickets? Oh, they can buy tickets at a, at a, a number of places. Obviously, over at Cortese Construction, mm-hmm. uh, beginning Monday. Okay, you guys are over on George Urban Boulevard. Uh, there's also Quaker Millwork in Orchard Park on Davis. Okay. And then uh, our good friends over at Kitchen World on Transit Road across from the uh, hall. And then, of course, over at the Western New York Media Professionals on the seventh floor, room 774 at the Ellicott Square Building. 
Oh, well, son of a gun. And do you got a website? Yes, we do. If you go to the Broadway Theater, and theater is T-H-R-E, right. dot net, uh, one would go to the donation page, and uh, there they can make a donation. We'll then follow up with a, you know, a letter and also some tickets in there for you. And the final drawing is, uh, I believe, August 3rd, right? August 3rd, over at West Her Automotive, the Ford dealership over on Southwestern and Camp Road. Mm-hmm. People have been wonderful, along with Dominic Cortez at Cortez Construction, to uh, make this thing a huge success. All right. Well, obviously, I've been a huge supporter of this effort. Yeah. Uh, uh, Michael Quinney is a, he's the kind of guy you can't, everybody wants to reach out and help him. All right. Um, and he's, uh, he's, he's put together a good plan. These guys are very honest about how their approach is. Uh, they've sought proper advice, and uh, and we wish them the best in every possible respect. That's uh, mm-hmm. a education effort is for real uh, to provide something for these inner city kids that, uh, that that they're not getting right now from a disgusting public education system. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, uh, it's well intended and uh, and it's a good effort and. Thank you, Mr. Kroll. Ah. All right. Thanks, Dean. Thanks for calling in and giving us a plug. All right, Rod. All right. Take care. That was good. That was yeah. good. And I would love to have a 2018 Mustang with 529 horsepower. What would I do with it? I'd be in jail probably. Uh, it would look better than that truck you drive around in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's buffalo salt. What do you want? <laughs> Blame it on the weather. Well... When I got, you out, of the, you don't when like I got the, out of the army, I had a 1968 lime green Mustang. Oh yeah! And I drove it back from Texas, and uh, uh, with my son Billy in the back seat, which is a little back seat. And, oh yeah, a little and, puny and, one. And uh, we drove back in uh, 68, 48 hours. Yeah, you know? that was 1970, 1970, uh, uh, January 72. Yeah. 72. Yeah. I had a. Um, 1965 Mustang, candy apple red with Shelby racing stripes going down at uh, top speed. I was clocked at 160 miles an hour by the state police in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Um, 160, I'll never, ever do that again. But I wanted to see how fast the car would go. (laughs) They impounded the car. They arrested me. (laughs) That was was 30-something years ago out in Arizona. I've I've had three Mustangs. Mustangs are just awesome cars. I had a baby blue Mustang, which is 60, 66, I think. Then I had a 70 Fastback. Uh, Mustangs just is an awesome car, always has been an awesome car. But 529 horsepower. Yeah. That's scary. Did we miss a break? No, it's okay. All right, I'm not worried about it. All right, so <laughs> let's just do this real quick. All right, I know we're going to get off on it. People have been texting the board. They've been texting me. They want to talk about the rally tomorrow. It's been a while since we've done a rally. And so initially um, what happened was Nate McMurray is having a – first it was uh, impeach Trump rally, then dump Trump rally, and it's called something like America's better than this or something like that. I'm not even sure what it's called anymore. Originally we are going to have it down in Niagara Square in Buffalo – uh, starting at 1 o'clock on Sunday, which is tomorrow. <laughs> so, 
we had an idea to counter-protest it. I mean, every time we've had a rally or a protest, we've been counter-protested every single time. So why don't we do one for, you know, for the first mm-hmm. time? Why don't we do it? So we did. We started organizing it, and there's a, a couple. Of, there's like a, a half a dozen or more groups that are involved in this. Uh, Trump 2020, uh, Make New York Red, Make New York uh, Red, uh, New York for Trump. And, you know, they asked me for help, and I've been out there, and all of a sudden I got the media calling me, and I'm on WBEN. So it's kind of taken on a life of its own. Well, we found out the Italian Fest was going on in Niagara Square. So we had to wait to find out where the anti-Trump crowd was going to put up theirs. Lo and behold, Bidwell and Elmwood. So we said, okay, well, let's just go across the street. And then we started thinking of going, you know, maybe it's just a little bit too close if we have any— any, you know, infiltrators coming in from out of town, which is the only thing that concerns us. I think everybody around here has been peaceful and are going to remain peaceful. But if we get people to show up in buses, you never know what's going to happen. So might as well put some distance in between. So we figure Bidwell Parkway and Colonial Circle. It's about a half a mile away. All right. So what we want to do is basically just get as many people out there as possible. Drive your car, drive your truck, pull your Trump signs out, Trump flag, bring whatever you got that's Trump, wear your Trump shirts, and let's show, let's just have a show of strength, all right? Because we think that there's a lot more support for the president in West New York than the Democrats do or the leftists do. All the leftists can do is attack the president. Everything is going so well on a national level. Unemployment lowest it's been in 50 years. Manufacturing up. We are now finally an exporter of oil. We don't have to wait and get our own oil, which is like the Straits of Hormuz yesterday with what I what Iran is doing. All right, so we are finally, the steel industry is coming back. Coal is coming back. Everything that Obama and the Democrats tried to destroy is now on its way back. Only problem is... With the wonderful policies that we have, Cuomo and the leftists in New York State, we don't see it here locally. So everybody thinks that the rest of the country's like this. No, sorry, all you got to do is walk out of New York State. You got to be doing oh, better. It's booming. Absolutely, it's booming. I know. I talked to my family that's out of it. The, they said, "Get the hell out of New York, us. What are you doing?" But I digress. We don't want to get back into that again. So at one o'clock tomorrow, Colonial Circle in Bidwell Parkway. Come out. Let's have a show of strength. Let's get as many people out there as possible. You can just come in your truck. My original idea was to just drive by the rally in Niagara Square or get a thousand cars driving in a circle, blowing your horn and waving your Trump flags. We just need a show of strength, a show of force. And when I say a show of force, like I said, I'm bi- I hate to use that word, a show of force. Well, you're being violent. No, I'm not. All right. I just. That's so numbers, 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 numbers. So we just want to try to basically it would be wonderful to out the number outnumber them five to one. Uh, of course, that's a pipe dream, but it's it's going to be warm tomorrow. So if you want to come out in your car, your truck and keep your air conditioning going and be there it's at one o'clock, right? One o'clock in uh, Colonial Circle, which is at uh, Bidwell and Colonial. I mean, you could take the uh, one ninety eight get off on Elmwood. Follow Elmwood into downtown. Bidwell Parkway is on your left and your right. Take a right to get to us. Take a left <laughs> to get to them. The anti-Trump crowd. 
Like how I did that? Yeah. I saw what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to put in a plug for Mrs. Elia, who has finally recognized the reality. You want to put that, in a plug that, for her? Well, a plug her mouth. That, that she is, uh, oh, she's way she's over gone. her head as a state education commissioner, and uh, and, and she's going to leave. Uh, you know, we... Uh, uh, she was responsible for removing me from the yep. uh, the Board of Education in Buffalo, which was uh, a, a move supported politically. And she uh, got enough phone calls from the unions and from the uh, the politicians in Albany to uh, uh, to have made a very simple what what should have been a complex decision. She made it really simple. We'll be suing her for you know, probably a couple more years because we've got two actions I brought. One in state court to void the discharge, uh, which is basically illegal. You can't, under those circumstances, take an elected official out of office. Right. And secondly, in federal court, it's a, uh, it's an action of uh, deprivation of my my uh, civil rights, and um, uh, that's being carried on in federal court. So we're we're fighting it, and we'll continue to fight it. Unfortunately, the halls of justice move slowly. Yeah, they move and, really slowly. But uh, I think it's uh, it's good for the people that uh, somebody stronger, hopefully, can take over and really do something about the faulty education, public education system that we have in New York. Uh, you could probably enlighten the crowd a little bit about uh, uh, the the anti-charter movement, which uh, apparently is alive and well, thinking that. And making wild statements that charters are not successful schools. Uh, for the most part, charters are very successful schools, and that Success Academy in New York City has been uh, has been showing that it, you know their productivity is is awesome. And the more charters we bring in, the more competition, the better. Hopefully, the uh, the, the public schools will get. And is it still a huge waiting line to get into a charter school? Most most of the good charters have uh, have waiting lists. Uh, right. There've been a couple bad ones, okay, and they've certainly put them right out of business. You know, if they're not, if they're not doing well. Well, that's one thing about a charter; they can put them out of business. Yeah. But a regular yeah. public school, you can't put it out of yeah. business. Well, you saw what they did in New York City with the uh, with the, uh, the the advanced placement schools, like for high yeah. schools and stuff. They yeah. they enacted the new law that said now you have to uh, give give the students of color extra points based on their uh, life experiences and their household income and their upbringing. It used to be, and this isn't against whites, so just so bear with me, but it was, you know, if you scored high on the placement test, you got accepted into one of these top-level schools. Right. Well, it was interesting to sit on my hands and watch the fight on the floor amongst the Democrats because I love it the when they Asian, eat themselves. The Asian Americans who were taking a higher percentage of those placements, oh. and Charles Barron, who's the communist in our assembly from yeah. New York City, I've seen videos and, of him and a in couple action. of those, uh, a couple other people from that uh, from New York City, and watching them argue back and forth, so that they lowered, they ended up lowering the standards on the tests and and uh, creating. The the uh, format so that you could have your life experiences and your household and your upbringing all would factor into your test score would be extra points for you.
This is what happens when you separate everybody into groups. Yep. Oh, oh, you probably hear the politics, music. Right at okay. its finest. Got to go at the bottom of the hour. News break. We'll be right back, folks. What is that? <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, okay. This is uh, what I didn't you call think the, music from the WWE. Yeah. Music from the, okay. This is... Uh, All right, maybe I'm showing my age. That? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Okay. All right. Whatever, you young punks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, folks. Russ Thompson. It's a no. You're never going to win that one, Russ. Don't, no, do I not know. I'm not going to wrestling. No way. Don't take on wrestling. What the fake? The fake stuff where they got the little razor blades it's in their hands. It's, it's not, not. What fake. are you talking about? <laughs> fake. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> my brother-in-law was a big WWE fan, and when he found out it was fake, he just no. <laughs> he was devastated. I'm going. Rich, you actually thought that was real? He says, it is. That's real blood. I'm going, I'm not even going to get into it. He was devastated. I got to tell you, my grandfather was a he boxer. He was devastated. But he was, when he got older, he was, I was, so I was about nine. So it was 1969. He takes me to the odd for wrestling. Dominic DiNucci, Tony Parisi, the Fargo brothers, Waldo Von Erich. Or any, anyway, the one guy brings in something, and... Uh, uh, it's an object, right? Brings in, starts hitting the guy, and the ref obviously doesn't see it. And my, right. my grandfather's standing up screaming, he's got an object! He's got an object! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, never forget that. I used to watch, try watching it on TV with my brother-in-law, and he would get so into it. And oh, like, yeah. This is so fake, Rich. Come on. But like I said, I couldn't. He's he's the one that used to start every Saturday morning at eight o'clock watching the Three Stooges, and as soon as a curly came on, he'd crack open his first beer. Yeah. Every Saturday, I love my brother a lot, Rich. He's a great guy. Okay, now we get. Uh, let me see if I got the line right. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. I think I got you, Ronnie. You there? Yeah, I'm here. You're I got you. Filling in today, guys. Well, thanks. The great work. Thanks. We have fun. It's, you know. It's showing that. We're not all these bad guys that the media wants to make it out to be, and it's just, you know, standing your ground, no pun intended. And you know, I got to tell you something. Thanks for saying that. Um, we basically have been in the in the in the public eye for a lot of years. I mean, um, I, Dave, I met you back in what 06, 06, 06 because yeah. of primary challenge. I met Carl back 07. in 06 trying to get rid of the uh, the tolls in Buffalo. So it's 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 really tough for local media to come after us and 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 label us like the national uh, people want to. The local media know us. They know that we're not racist. They know that we're not bigots. They know we're not homophobes. Which so that so the the local media is a lot easier to deal with than the national. And that's one thing I got. You know, I don't say a bunch of good about the media, but the local media in in a, in. And the big picture is actually pretty good. I think they're pretty fair. Every once in a while, they fall off the uh, 
you know, fall off the back of the truck. But you're talking about the Buffalo News? No. Well, media. <laughs> you're talking about media. No, I'm talking about radio, <laughs> radio talking and about TV. The pamphleteers <laughs> in East Aurora that I deal I'm, with. I'm going to get my sign back downtown, okay? And I'm putting Mike Connolly up there first. He's the he's the editor in chief of the Buffalo News. He's let gonna, let Ron gonna give his, his smiling, plug, and I want to talk smiling about puss that up sign. there and. You know, I asked him the question. I said, "I said, why do you why do you do nothing but reprint the time, New York Times yeah. and Washington Post?" And I said, "Why? Where's the balance? There's no balance with you people." Uh, he had nothing to say. Nothing to say. <laughs> Go ahead, Ron. You call yeah. in to plug. Yeah. So Mike Hayfoot and I were having another Social Security seminar Tuesday, July 30th at our office on 305 Spindrift. And we're going to go through, um, you know, helping people and educate them on making the best decision when it comes to claiming Social Security. Mm-hmm. And, you know, call us at 716-633-1515. Yeah, you said it. I didn't have to say it. 633-1515. Yes, sir. <laughs> I hear you because you're on the radio quite a bit. And I guess next week, uh, Mike Hayflick and Jeff Boron's going to be on, too. Yeah, Michael talked probably a little bit more about, you know, some of the topics we'll discuss at the seminar, you know, Kristen Gillibrand's proposal about giving Social Security to all illegals is not one of them. It's going to be make the right decision as it comes to creating a cornerstone, you know, for your, anyone's retirement income. Right. Right. So, Well, as we all get older, we all got to start looking at that. I'm, I'm, I hate to say it, I'm 63, and Social Security's right around the corner for me. Yeah. You know? So I'll be seeking your advice soon enough. And That's we'll help you out. I know you will. I know you will. It's one thing I love about you guys. You get any questions at all, don't be afraid to call up the financial guys. Any kind of economic question, healthcare question, just give a call. If there's anybody there, they'll help you. Six three three one five one five. Just that office has become. I've watched it since the very beginning, and it's uh, twenty one years. And to see the people that are in that office now, and all encompassing. And what they're doing now is just phenomenal to see. And pretty soon I'm going to get over and see your new office on Spindrift. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We'll look forward to seeing you guys. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. All right. Take care. Take Stay care. cool. I'll try. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right. Do you want to rock through any of these? Yeah, we can go out, rock through. have been out there for a while. Yeah. Uh, Roy in Boston calling about uh, leftist movement comment. What do you got, Roy? Yes, uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. I'd like to comment on the Left Inside Outside Project. It was designed to take over the Democratic Party at the federal, state, and local level. Mm. Four groups formed an alliance to do that, consisting of the Communist Party of the United States, Committees of Correspondence for Democracy and Socialism, and the Freedom Road Socialist Organization. They are loyal to Beijing. It's the Malist faction of the Communist Party. And lastly, we have the Democratic Socialist of America. Yeah, I've heard of them. And with European and Latin American Communist and Socialist parties. And they will run for every office, even the school board office. So uh, we are in a dangerous position. And yeah. they think they have been very successful because they've been at it for uh, several uh, decades. Yeah. Well, and they're getting people elected. Yeah, I think the four that uh, are the biggest loudmouths are all part of that, aren't they? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Tez is a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. Yeah. Bernie Sanders and Warren and uh, several others. Yeah, Bernie Sanders. But, but nobody is, exposes him, Roy. 
No, that's just, that's the problem. Did you see that Bernie Sanders is out there advocating for a fifteen dollars? Yeah, I was just going to say that. And and uh, and his campaign staff Thanks, is, is still at uh, yeah, like seven dollars an hour. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and now and now he said and now he said he will comply, <laughs> but he's going to have to cut the staff and cut the hours he's to make sure that everybody first. gets it. <laughs> You talk about hypocrites. They oh want free health care, but they're getting they might be getting fifteen dollars an hour with shorter hours, but they're not gonna get the free health care. So they're still going ballistic. Talk about hypocrites. I mean, do as I say, not as I do. The, oh man, my gosh. the man is bringing yeah. it. Oh. yeah. But those are the people that uh, people vote for. Yeah. Uh, and and the young the young people really have no idea what they're getting behind. Uh we got Dolores in Hamburg. Repeat where you're gonna be next. What's that mean, Dolores? Re- oh, oh, what what uh, David had said for the 27th, but D- Jason repeated it. Oh, okay. okay. That was one thing. I have three things to tell you. I'm going to do it quick. Okay, Dolores. I recognize your voice. Your first. I have 200 constitutions. I order constitutions. I give them out to people. Yeah, good for you. They wrote about in the paper that was given constitutions everywhere. Uh, is there somebody in Hamburg that might be able to meet me? And I'll give them, I have at least 200, maybe 400, that I would like to give you guys to give out to people tomorrow. Okay, how could we get a hold of you? You know what, Dolores? Jason. Jason, pick up the line from her. Find out a way to get a hold of Dolores. I'll give you the telephone. I'll give him the telephone. Yeah, don't give it over the air. You you will regret that. Uh, okay. Now, the other thing I want to tell you, and I'll find somebody, trust me, and I'll get him out to you. Okay. Okay? Because, uh, you know, the guy that put up the big sign in Hamburg, his, his uh, uh, and they made him take it down, it yes. wound up in Niagara Falls. Oh, yeah. Second Amendment. I know him. Oh, yeah. The Scott Zwerka, right? Scott Zwerka. Going or yeah. Somebody. So, not to worry, okay? Okay. I want you to know they're coming. Now, second thing, um, and the last thing Jason said I should go first with this, but the second thing... Well, you didn't listen to Jason then, did you? No, and I always do, but it's about Governor Cuomo, and I want to give you... <laughs> I want to shut up and give you time to answer the first question that he said asked. Okay. What's the second one? Mount Rushmore has an expansion society... I want Carl Palladino's head on it. <laughs> and... and uh, what? I want Carl Paladino's head on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Dolores, you're not advocating for Governor Cuomo, are you? <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, there are other people, too. But anyway, that's going to be done in 2020. They've closed it down. And I'm, I've am i been trying to tell people, I told Tom Bowerly about this, because I'm afraid we're going to have somebody up there with an ideology. They've made the decision. They're working on it. They're closing down Mount Rushmore. Until 2020, early 2020, and they're uh, they're unveiling a new face. No. Yeah, and I'm sick to death because I don't like that ideology. Just just make sure all your friends vote for Trump. Uh, well, I'm getting my grandchildren and young. And you won't have to worry about any of those things. Right. Eighteen years old, I'm getting them out to vote. I, I go go with them to the town halls. Go get your application, uh, your registration, and then and and get your absentee ballot. And come election day, you call them, text them, do whatever you got to do to make sure they get out and vote. I absolutely do. Now, here's the last question because you need this time. Okay. Cuomo, is there any way state constitution provides for the removal or have him abstain from unconstitutional works that he's doing? We're in trouble with our farms. Our, yeah, I know. know that more farmers commit suicide than our veterans. 
Well, a lot of people don't. Both, both statistics. I haven't heard that exactly. one. Yeah. It's... Well, here's the thing with the new farm law, Dolores, and I was there. I, I was one of the leaders on the floor debating it. It's, 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 it put out, it's putting thousands of people out of work. I had a farmer call me up right after the debate. He watched it on TV, and he said, I've been debating for over two years to automate his dairy farm. And it's going to cost him about $1.6 million and he to, said, automate. But, to automate. But he said after the, the bill passed, he called up his, the contractor, the, the business that had the contract with him, and he signed it. He told him, come over, and he signed it. And it's going to effectively put about 124 people out of work. But he had to automate and bite the bullet, the, farm. and the farmer, because he could not, could not the money that it's going to cost him on unionization – was so high that he would have gone bankrupt and out of business. So he's biting the bullet, and he's going to see if he can do this on the automated side. Wow. Can we do a GoFundMe for farmers? We better get some food because I'm going to... What's that? Did we lose her? I don't know. Dolores. Dolores, she's still there? We lost her. Wait a minute. Dolores, she's still there? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) Finish. Between the farmers and our truckers, because... I deal in that business. I, I do advising in that area. We are in serious trouble for food. And I'm going to tell you, it sounds like the Ukraine all over again by Russia. All right, Dolores, I'm going to put you on hold, and we'll we'll elaborate more on this and let Jason get to you. All right, thank you for the call. Yeah, just so she asked that question, there's nothing you can do about Cuomo. That's, Cuomo that's, Cu- it's, yeah, it's out of control in New York because we have no control over any yeah. any. Branch no of government call, right now. No public referendum. The politicians took all, all those uh, abilities away from us years ago. Yeah. Uh, so that to to insulate themselves. All right. We got to take a uh, Frank. We got to take a quick break. We get back from the break. We're going to rip through the what's uh, left on the, the phone calls. We'll be right back, folks. Slide of hand and twist of on a bed of nails. She makes me wait. And I wait without you With or without you With or without you Hear the harmony? That's one thing you get from, from us you Get harmony from us Love that too D. Pietro was just getting ready to grab the microphone and fall on the floor and start screaming into it. I'm yeah. sorry. That, that vision just made me crack Back up. Back in my day after a couple of cocktails. <laughs> oh, see, we have fun doing this show. Uh, restaurants and David D. Pietro, Carl Palladino filling in for the financial guys. I want to go through. They gave me a list of things to, that if I had time to announce, but I, I do want to announce for them. Once again, it was David DiPietro is with the Financial Guys on their podcast. Go to thefinancialguys.com to check out their podcast. Uh, Tuesday, July 30th at 6.15, the Social Security Optimization. Go to thefinancialguys.com slash academy to register or call 633-1515. Uh, Friday, July 26th at 6 p.m., 2019, Buffalo Bills Alumni Gala. Saturday, July 27th, Ralph C. Wilson Memorial Golf Classic. 
Contact JRC Promotions for sponsorship opportunities or event tickets, 694-7863. And Mike Hayflick and Jeff Boron are going to be filling in next week for the financial guys. And I think we have a date in August where the three of us are going to be back too. And uh, we were just talking during the break about us possibly doing a um, a podcast, and I think we're going to do it. Um, and Carl, Car- you can actually use your email list to send it out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll figure out. We'll yeah. post on the Facebook page. I know the response to the idea of us doing it was overwhelming. Over three hundred responses on my Facebook page, and I think only one negative one. Well, which there's yeah. always one. You know, write it up so. They know where to respond to. Yeah. Right. You know, sign up on it. Okay. We're going to rip through some of these calls. Uh, Paul from Tonawanda uh, calling about Buffalo Public Schools. Paul, sorry to hold you hold you so long. You there, Paul? It's no problem, guys. Yeah. What's up? I Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, one thing to say about Carl's experience in Buffalo Public Schools, uh, he knows a lot of the problems. Um the only thing I would uh, challenge him is on the charter schools, and they do have a slight advantage in the fact that they can kick kids out that aren't performing. It's because they only give them twelve thousand five hundred dollars per student, uh, uh, but they give they, they give the city uh, uh, close to over twenty one thousand dollars per student. And the city system gets to keep the balance. And, and that balance, theoretically, is used to handle the more challenged children, which can't be handled in the charter schools uh, with the limited budget that they're allowed. That's the answer to that one. True. And, and a lot of my colleagues are of a certain political persuasion, as you probably know. And I'm in the minority um, in the other political persuasion. Um, what advice would you give to an aspiring administrator in the Buffalo Public Schools? Get out. Carl, <laughs> oh, you can't say Go. that. No, I mean uh, seriously, uh, you're not going to you're not going to achieve anything if you're not part of the sisterhood. If you're not part of of the the game players over there, you you don't have any future growing in that administration. Get out in one of the suburban districts where you get a chance to grow and you got a chance to advance yourself. I would never stay in the Buffalo system. There you go, Paul. There's your answer. We're going to quickly go to John up in Rochester. Hi, John. You've been on the phone for a while waiting, too. Hey, Russ. I'm on my way to Buffalo, actually. So uh, Are you? You coming down to visit us? Uh, what's that? You gonna you coming down to visit us? Yeah, oh, yeah sure, sure. Good. Actually, I'm, I'm visiting my mom. She's well, assisted living in Tonawanda. So, uh, I'll tell your mom we all said hi. I will. All right. Thrill out of that. Nice. Listen, you talk about Mary Ellen Elia resigning. I'll tell you, talk about uninspiring. I've listened to her many times in yeah. many venues and very uninspiring uh, person. And big, it's not a big loss. There's going to be another bureaucrat to replace her. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Another I agree. Handpicked, and it'll be handpicked. Yeah, I mean, she, she always is, isn't it? Oh, of course. Remember, she she uh, she's the one that brought Craner Cash to Buffalo, one of the most useless uh, uh, education leaders in the country, and she she brought him to Buffalo. He had no idea what he was doing. Uh, he he ended up aligning with the uh, majority on the board, which was you know the 
the union-oriented people. He gave away the contract to the uh, the last contract to the BTF. It was a big giveaway. He gave them. Uh, he was authorized to give them twenty-five million dollars. He gave them over two hundred million dollars. Okay, sick. And and uh, so you know, Mary Mary uh, Ilya uh, was a weak person to bring in which is what the politicians like doing, okay, because then, then she takes the proper instructions and advances this, this progressive uh, illegitimacy of the, le- of the lefties. And, uh, and that's just what she did, and we're not going to miss her at all. Our hope is that, uh, you know, somehow they'll make a mistake and they'll actually hire a competent person. Yeah, wouldn't that be wonderful? Chance that could happen. And the other thing, Carl, you get a charge out of this. Uh, uh, East High School here in Rochester was taken over in part by the University of Rochester because their graduation rate was 19%. (laughs) Tom Galasano told me about that one, yeah. They they did get it up to 65% the last year, but guess what they're spending per pupil? Almost $30,000 a year (sighs) in Rochester are... Uh, at about eleven or twelve thousand a year, so you're talking a huge amount of money being spent to get that graduation rate up, where the charter schools have that type of graduation rate at eleven or twelve thousand. Yeah, most teachers are very well-intended people. They've they they found teaching to be their calling, and they spend a lot of time and effort and resource and and in the endeavor. Unfortunately, the people they elect to run their unions are, are not necessarily good people. These people, all they want is is demand, 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 and uh, and then, I mean, why why should a union be able to contribute to the uh, election of a board member? Board members and unions are supposed to be uh, adversaries. Unfortunately, every board member today on the board, the new board of education, was backed by the union. So nothing good is going to no. nothing good's going to happen in Buffalo. Okay, these people went out of their way to get the union support for their election, election a separate election held in May. Okay, when nobody's paying attention, yep. when when less than five percent of the electorate votes, it's disgusting. You know, it, the, aren't the, the, the legislature was supposed to. The, the legislature actually it was the uh, Crystal Peoples advanced a, a bill to move that election to November, but I guess it went nowhere. In and the, Tim in Kennedy was behind it, so all of a sudden he's under the skin of um, the the Buffalo school, the unions and the schools. Tim, Tim is owned lock, stock, and barrel by the unions. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I I'm not going to disagree. John, is that all you got? Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say uh, we have the same problem here in Rochester. The unions have infiltrated the school boards. They're trying to make it throughout New York State. That's all New York State. Yeah. Like County legislature, the city council, it's it's disgusting. Yeah. All right, thanks. Good hearing you from you, John. Thanks. Who is this April Baskin from the Erie County legislature? Uh, you don't? No. I can't believe she's the spokeswoman or the... Head of the Erie County. I got to start paying attention more to um, Erie County politics. He had bad mouthing uh, Tim Howard the other day. Say, I don't trust him. You know, it's what? what you, I got to find out who she is. I'm going to have more on her. But um, I, I just heard I heard a sound bite. Okay, we got we got time for one more call to squeeze in. We get Patty and Clarence about a health insurance comment. 
Patty? Yes. Uh, no, this is a another fee that has been put on the whole state. Okay, make it quick, please. Okay. It's $10 on your insurance company for every car that you own that you're having insured. So, like, we have two cars. We have to pay $20 to the New York State as a fee. New York Law Enforcement Fee, they call it. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a, it's, a, it's, it's just another money grab because New York City is upside down, and they raise taxes. They said about $2 billion, but it was actually about $5 billion when everything hits, and that's part of it. Uh, trying to get more money next year. Don't what, don't what, be surprised if David, that goes up to forty bucks a car. What, what David is saying is that's a tax on upstate, yeah, rather yes. than downstate. Yeah. downstate. That, if you have if you have five cars, look how much more you have to pay to New York State. Well, we got three. Yeah. Wait, wait till they start taxing your water. Wait, wait till they start taxing uh, other essentials, basic essentials. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you're, 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 this is just a beginning. Just these, beginning. these people that were elected last year, okay, that now control Albany, they call them Democrats, but they're as left as they come. Every time and, I turn around. And, and yeah. it's, it's going to get worse. Uh, so okay, thank do, you. do your kids a favor. Tell them, get out of here. Thanks, yeah. Patty. Okay, the clock is running down. We're almost out of time. Yep. Um, I want to thank Carl for coming in, <laughs> David for coming in. And this is Russ Thompson filling in. We always have fun when we come in here. So Mike and Glenn, anytime you you want a day off, just let us know. We'll be in. Once again, if you need the financial guys, give their office a call. 633-1515. I got that memorized. I dream of it in my sleep now. I, I, I think of Mike Lomas's voice. Six three three one five one five. And then he wakes me up in the middle of the night. Thanks, Mike. But... <laughs> As always, it's fun. I appreciate it. And if you can possibly get out to the rally tomorrow, yes. please come out. Uh, it's Colonial Circle in Bidwell Parkway in Buffalo. Bring your Trump stuff. Wear your Trump gear. And register your relatives. Register your kids. To vote. Uh, if you can't do news, Republican, be an in independent. State, you can vote more than once now. Oh, <laughs> look how, how many times can we vote for Trump? You can vote more than once with the new election law. Remember that. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. See you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>